You know, I just gave a homily, if you'd like to see it, it's posted on our YouTube channel and our Facebook, uh, where I talked extensively last week about a child and why we are called to be childlike and why do we have to be childlike to enter the kingdom of God. So instead of repeating that, I decided to go back to the first reading because in that first reading, at least in the version I read this morning in my, in my um, holy hour, I think this version, Brother Stephen read, only has it twice. But in the version I read it, three times God says, I am jealous. I'm a jealous God. Now that confuses a lot of people. You all know Oprah. Astonishingly, Oprah, who was born and raised Baptist in a very Christian practicing Baptist family, lost her Christian faith, she said when she was young, when the preacher read from the Bible that God is a jealous God. She said, there's no way I can follow this faith because a loving God couldn't be petty, petty and jealous. This is the reason she claims she lost her faith and now she's into some new age stuff. Please pray for her. But it is such an easy explanation that it's almost a shame that anybody would lose their faith that in five minutes we can explain. And it's such an easy answer. Does God really change his mind? The Bible says that he repented and he regretted what he did. Here the Bible says he's jealous. We put God in anthropomorphic terms. That means man-like with physical features. So it helps us to relate to him. But God doesn't change. God doesn't regret things, and he's not jealous in the sense that he is petty like we are. The Bible says God has hands. That's Exodus. He has arms. That's Hosea. He has feet. That's Exodus. White hair. That's Daniel. A face. Psalm 27. He is also shown with human emotions. So again, we can relate to him. Now, let's talk about this jealousy. Because do you know what the seven capital sins are? They are the deadly sins. And one of them is envy. In our society, we use envy and jealousy interchangeably. They are not. They're very, very different. When I have people confess jealousy, I usually coach them a little bit farther in the confessional to understand, is it envy or is it jealousy? Because they're very different. Now, let's start with envy. Envy is when you want what someone else has. You're not happy with what God gave you because it leads to coveting. I could covet somebody's wife. I could covet somebody's... Uh, existence or their being. I want to be them. Jealousy. So envy is when you want something and you'll destroy that person to get whatever that is. There's been how many murders over love triangles? 
I want your wife, so I killed the husband. Crazy. Jealousy is different. Jealousy is when you are fearful that something you have may be taken away. So let's go back to the husband-wife example. Envy would be where another person comes in, wants that wife, and kills the husband so he can have what isn't his. Jealousy is when a husband might be jealous of a wife because she's now spending all her time with some other man. He doesn't want to lose what is rightfully his. See the difference between envy and jealousy? Envy is when you want what isn't yours. Jealousy is when you have a fear of losing what is yours. And you're jealous that somebody might take it away. So jealousy is that fear that you may have. It's not as bad like your best friend spending time with another person because you fear the loss of their affection. Gee, I thought you were my best friend. <laughs> now you're spending all your time with somebody else. Now, God is jealous then because he does not wish to lose us to anything else. It makes perfect sense to say God is jealous. We belong to him. He, he, we're his. And he's jealous, meaning that I don't want to lose you to these false gods. I don't want to lose you to paganism. I don't want to lose you to sinful habits. God being jealous is mentioned mostly in the commandments where he says, you shall not have other gods before me. I'm a jealous God. It's meaning you belong to me and I don't want to lose you. It's not about God taking what isn't his. That's envy. You never hear God described as envious. Not even in the Bible. God is jealous because he doesn't want to lose what is his. We are his. And if we wander on away to some other false god um, of sex, money, or power, he's jealous. He doesn't want to lose us. Envy is worse than jealousy. Because there we're taking what is not ours and we'll destroy anybody in the way so that we can get it. Basically, envy is telling God we're not satisfied with what we have. And it goes even farther. I do not merely want to possess what I don't have, but I'm going to destroy anything in my past so I can get it. You hear about, you know, somebody in the corporate world. I'm going to get that presidency job if I have to destroy anybody on my way to get to the top. I'll crush anybody on my way to the top because they envy something. So envy is said to be the motivation between why Cain killed Abel. One of the big roots of sin, Cain killing Abel because God favored Abel's sacrifice and Cain wanted that. Cain wanted what wasn't his. So Cain wanted to have it and was willing to kill Abel to get it. What about Saul when he wanted to kill David? Do you remember that story? Because he thinks that David now being honored makes him look less. Saul should have rejoiced in David's gifts because he was helping all of Israel. Instead, he killed him or wanted to kill him. These are important messages. In Dante's purgatory, y'all heard of Dante, the punishment, listen to this, the punishment for the envious was to have their eyes shown shut. That was the penalty for the envious. In Dante's purgatory, their, their eyelids were literally sewn shut with wire. 
You know why? Because they gain sinful pleasure from seeing others brought down. Very waking up. Bertrand Russell said that envy was one of the most potent causes of unhappiness. Saints say only pride weighs down the soul more than envy among all the capital sins. You're talking lust, you're talking anger, and the saints tell us that envy is worse than all that. I mean, when we go into the confessional, we hear the sins of anger, we hear the sins of lust. I almost very rarely hear the sins of envy. And the saints telling us it's right up there with pride as the worst of the capital sins. Really interesting. Augustine, St. Augustine, called envy the diabolical sin because it seeks to destroy what is good. Now, why? Why is envy so bad? <clears throat> because while it was pride that was the reason for the devil's fall, it was envy is what he did. He action, his action was to destroy Adam and Eve. So it was pride was the reason that motivated him, but his action was envious. By the envy of the devil, death entered the world. Wisdom 2.24. By the envy of the devil, death entered the world. Seeing the excellence in Adam and Eve created in the image of God, he envied them. I want to be the best. So he thought their glory took away from his. So he set out to destroy them, to take what they had, the highest image and likeness of God. So the proper response to observing goodness or excellence in another isn't envy. The proper response is joy and zeal for somebody. We should rejoice that they are blessed because when they are blessed, we are blessed. Why is that? We're all part of the body of Christ. You should be sad when I sin. I should be sad when you sin. It's not all, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. I should be very sad when you sin and you should be very sad when I sin because when we sin, it affects each other. We're all part of the body of Christ. And likewise, I should be happy when you succeed or you do well. And you should be happy when you know somebody else who does well or succeeds at their mission. Because that affects the body of Christ. When you sin, it affects everybody negatively. When we do virtue and good, it helps everybody. That's why envy is so bad. Further, we should respond with a zeal that imitates their goodness. If you try to gain what someone has through your own hard work, so in other words, let's suppose you see somebody who has got a master's degree and has been recognized for working on a cure for cancer, and you're a young teenager and you say, I want to be like that. Is that bad? Is that envious? No. No, 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 no. If we try to gain and follow somebody as an example through our own hard work, not just taking what they did, like plagiarism, but doing our own hard work, it is not envy, like sports. If you want to be like a good particular athlete when you're an athlete, or a great scholar when you're a scholar, 
or when they're a scholar, you want to be one. You are trying to gain a similar equivalent, a thing. It's not the possession you're trying to take. You're trying to be like them and their success. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, if it becomes your God, then yeah, that's a problem. All right, this is called ambition. Ambition is not envy. I had the ambition. I wanted to be like a Chuck Yeager, a great fighter pilot. So that's ambition. I didn't want to kill Chuck Yeager and steal his accomplishments. That's envy. But I wanted to imitate him through my, my work to be like him. Now, for me, it's the saints. All of us should say, I want to be today. I want to be like St. Vincent de Paul because of his love for the poor. That's Father Mike Gailey wants to, he wanted to help the poor. That's, that's not envy, that's ambition. Instead, envy rejects joy and zeal and puts instead sorrow and anger, wanting to cut out what they're doing because it's not good. When someone at work gets recognized, we might engage in gossip and defamation. We often do this because we need to knock others down in order to feel better about ourselves. That's a problem common that we all struggle with. Sometimes we show envy passively. Do you know that you can show envy by not saying a word and not doing a thing? Because you're omitting recognizing the person for their good. You ever see that? You might see somebody that does something awesome and you see them and you don't say a word. That's envious. Because you don't want to acknowledge recognition for them. Hmm. The Catechism talks about this. I'll finish here. Catechism 2539. Envy is a capital sin. It is sadness at the sight of one's goods and the desire to acquire them for oneself, even unjustly. When it wishes grave harm to a neighbor, it is a mortal sin. Now, the Catechism does not say much about jealousy. Let's wrap it all back. Let's bring it all back together now. Let's go back to God being jealous and why Oprah left her, cat, her, her Christian faith because God couldn't be jealous. What we've been describing and what most people think is jealousy is not jealousy. I just explained it as envy. Jealousy, there's not a lot in the catechism, but basically jealousy is, like I said, afraid of losing something that you have that belongs to you. It's not as serious. And it does damage relationships. Now, envy's worse because envy destroys the relationship between you and God. Jealousy just strains the relationship between you and another person. And so this is important. So to summarize, jealousy. Yes, it could involve the dislike of another. I don't like this guy hanging around my wife. So there is some dislike of the other. That's the fifth commandment, believe it or not. People talk about, you shall not murder the fifth commandment. Even disliking can break the fifth commandment. You may not physically murder them, but you might murder their reputation through gossip because they want what I have. You can't have what is mine. Get away, I don't like you. 
and it only involves the fifth commandment. But envy is also that dislike of another through the fifth commandment, but adds covetousness of the ninth and the tenth commandment. I covet what they have, goods or their wife or other people. So God refers to himself as a jealous God. This is true. Not in the petty way we are, but he wants to preserve and not lose his relationship with us against any rivals, false gods, sinful habits, and to keep us as his own. God wants what is good for us, but not at the expense of being replaced. Well, what's wrong, Father Chris, with going to the horse track? That's not, it's not in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that I can't go to the horse track. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Show me in the Bible where it says I can't go to the horse track. Remember, it doesn't have to be in the Bible to mean something's right or wrong or true or not. But the point is, if that becomes your God, if that becomes all you do, and that becomes your whole focus, now you've replaced God, even with something that inherently, well, I mean, if you get into gambling, yes, that is inherently wrong. But I think you see my point. So anyway, we would never speak of God as being envious, but jealous. He doesn't need anything from us. and He's not going to take it from somebody else. He's perfect in himself. And he never destroys anything to get something he wants, including us. We have free will. And God's not going to destroy another person to keep you. He's going to ask you to stay with him, to not leave him, and not to put other gods ahead of him, especially yourself. So today we ask for prayers from St. Vincent de Paul. You know, de Paul is a university that was named after St. Vincent de Paul in Chicago. And you know, it used to be called St. Vincent's University. So when you see DePaul, the basketball school, it's St. Vincent, after the guy who worked hard for the poor. And I want you to pray today for a very serious issue going through our Congress. On Friday, there was a bill that is couched in appearance that it's helping the poor. It's called the Woman's Health Protection Act. That's just a fancy way of couching a very grave evil. What's really behind the bill is to create unlimited abortion access. Any way, shape, or form, unlimited abortion at any stage, this is diabolical. It went through the House on Friday, and it's before the Senate today. Please pray that we, in imitation of St. Vincent de Paul can really, truly care for the poor. And the best way you can care for the poor is not to kill them. That's envy. I envy my career over that baby. I'll kill that baby standing in my way of my career. I envy my lifestyle. 
I am not going to let some baby destroy my freedom and my free sexual lifestyle. That's envy. And so let us pray that this bill be defeated. These are just facts. I'm not getting political. Every single Democrat voted in favor of this bill and every single Republican voted against it. And I take that back. God bless the representative from Texas, the Democrat, who did vote in favor of defeating this bill. He did vote to defeat this. There was one. God bless him. So whoever is in Texas, write your representative there and say thank you. That's a man, God-loving man that did not worry about his political career and voting within certain ways just because of his politics. So you want to talk about not being polit political? That's the best way to not be political. Vote for what's morally right. Then you don't have to worry about political lines. Vote for what is protection of life. Then you don't have to worry about Democrat or Republican. Accuse me of being political. I'm not being political. I'm just saying I'm defending human life. And so God bless those who aren't worried about politics, like the representative from Texas. He didn't worry about political lines. He said, this is wrong. And God bless him and all those who will vote to call out this bill for not caring for the poor, but killing the poor. Let us help them, not eliminate them. And let us give God so that he's not a jealous God, or excuse me, that is a jealous God that doesn't want to lose us. Let us especially not let him lose those souls that make such a choice. Come back to God. He loves you and his arms are always open to you. Even for those who have had abortions in the past, God will forgive you. There's no sin greater than the mercy of God. His arms are open and his mercy is, is there and endures forever. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? 
Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.